Good. Where, where's the smart marks at? They're there. They're talk to them. Good. Can I? Yeah. I would love for you to. Can I really? You know how I feel. Can I swear? I'm, I'm, absolutely. Ask your friends over here. All right. Fuck you. The New Jersey Kid, Joe Sheehan. That's the difference between you and I. For me, this is about passion, and for you, this is about fame. And nobody will ever remember you. The Rogue of Wrestling, Michael Newman. Yeah, that works in Hollywood, that works in the movies, but this isn't the movies, this is real life. And in real life, I am the real hero. You're listening to the Super Smart Brothers Pro Wrestling Podcast. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, to another entertaining edition of the Super Smart Brothers Pro Wrestling Podcast. I'm your champion, the New Jersey Kid, Joe Sheehan, alongside my tag team partner, the Rogue of Wrestling, Mr. Michael Newman. It's the first week after the Wednesday Night Wars have begun. We're in the fallout right now. We're in our shelters. Trying, trying to, to uh, find some food and uh, scavenge. <laughs> Scavenging for some food and water and for some yeah. quality pro wrestling entertainment. It seems, because, I, you know, honestly, the weird thing is this week and like the head to head AEW versus NXT, those shows are both going to be better than the pay per view happening this weekend, Hell in a Cell. Wait, Wait there's a pay per view this weekend? That's the craziest thing. There is. <laughs> I, did you know Hell in a Cell is happening this weekend? And, uh,. <laughs> Only Bray Wyatt they has mention? been remembering. <laughs> yeah. Have they, they mentioned Hell in a Cell at all? Like the announcers or anything? I think only in relation to the Bray and Rollins feud. Like, yeah. that's it. Like, they, they have not given a fuck about this pay-per-view this year. Yeah. So we had... It started off our week on Monday with the season premiere of Raw. We then go to the Wednesday Night Wars of the debut of AEW Dynamite on TNT mm-hmm. and the day full debut, we'll, we'll call it, of NXT on USA. And then followed it up with Friday Night SmackDown on Fox. Yeah, cause this Out is, of all those shows. the first week that NXT had both hours on USA? Correct. That's why I say the full debut. Yeah. Because otherwise it's just been the first hour, I believe. Because the second hour was Suits. Right. So, um... Yeah, so what out of those four, what was your favorite show of the week? Uh, well, I can definitely tell you this. It was not SmackDown. Uh, I really <laughs> did not appreciate the, uh, as we sort of suspected, the anticlimactic crap end of Kofi's title reign. Uh, but we, we did, did get, get a little bit of a surprise, surprise in the end there. Which honestly made it even worse. Because that really? really okay, for, well, because for me, let me explain. Kofi... Mm. Goes ahead and jumps on Brock's shoulders to immediately get killed. Then, if as if that wasn't insulting enough, then we're immediately on to the next guy. You know, it's like, here's the next challenger. Here's the program we really want to do. Just sweep Kofi under the rug. Fuck him, he's done. Like, they couldn't have even had the self-respect of just, like, letting Brock, like, stand over Kofi and, like, show that he had ended his title reign and let that be. Like, let that fade to black. But I get why they did this. Yeah, they, they have, have to, to make a big splash on Fox. Right, I get it. And, and if you if you're, if you're a UFC, UFC fan, it is a very interesting storyline because Kane yeah, did beat Brock for the championship, uh, and um, did leave him. If you ever noticed, Brock has a scar underneath his one eye, and that was from the fight with Kane Velasquez. Oh, Brock got a boo boo. <laughs> but I mean, that that should fuel a great promo from Kane. 
of like every time you look in the mirror, you'll see a sign of me. Mm. Yeah. That, yeah. You know what? Now that you're just talking more about the idea of somebody like hurting Brock Lesnar, I'm getting excited. See, this is why I, th- I thought, I was like, oh, Newman's got to love the debut of Kane. Someone that can, like, toss Brock around like he's been tossing everyone else around. Well, I didn't really know a lot of their history. I just knew that he was another UFC guy. And I just oh, knew yeah, that he they... was stealing away Kofi's spotlight. So, to me, it was like, oh, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> no, huge, huge wrestling fan. He's actually been wrestling down in AAA, I believe it was, uh, under a mask. Okay. And he's been doing some... Really cool, cool stuff. stuff. He, he did, did, he did like, like a Hurricane Rana. Rana. Well, that's more wrestling than Brock Lesnar's ever done in his whole life. Yeah. <laughs> I like this guy a lot better than Brock Lesnar already. Because, yeah, at first there was the other part of me that's like, oh, another MMA guy, great. Now we have two Brock Lesnars. As if one wasn't bad enough. <laughs> <laughs> no, no he's, he's definitely a lot better than Brock. Good. All right. Well, I'll be excited to see what he does then. Especially if he just kicks Brock's ass. <laughs> I mean, he already did so, right? right. Just right, right away, right. double leg takedown. I mean, I, honestly though, like, okay, so if you were booking him, I feel like he'd have yeah. to beat Brock though, right? Because if he just if he just comes in and then just loses to Brock, that's gonna that's gonna really suck. Yeah, yeah that's why I don't know when their match is gonna be right because you've got Hell in a Cell Sunday, so it's obviously not happening then. You then have the Saudi show at the end of the month. I still think that's even too close. Survivor Series, maybe. Yeah, yeah, that, that would, would probably, probably be the first chance, right? Because mm-hmm. you want to build up, like, you had Ray bring him out. So you need to finish up of, like, you need to have Ray explain what, like, is his, his part with Brock over? Or maybe Ray faces Brock at Saudi Arabia. Um, okay. Like, just to put something in there, right? Like, because what else do you do with Brock? Rematch with Kofi? No, they wouldn't do that. They'll just maybe throw him against some big guy. I'm trying to think like who the hell he even <coughs> have right now, though. Yeah, that's that's, that's what, what it, they really kind of booked. Yeah, maybe they would do like a weird mismatch with Ray. I don't know. That's, yeah, because yeah, I mean Ray's probably a big name with the Saudi uh, crowd, right? Like he's from yeah, probably at least a decent name, right? Because yeah, he was around in that earlier time period from like when they're watching stuff and they're always wanting to see dead guys. <laughs> but, like, Rey Mysterio is actually a guy that they could be like, hey, I want to see that guy. Hey, he's still alive. Great. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, that so yeah. that should be interesting. They really kind of booked themselves into it. Like, <clears throat> they definitely had to end this SmackDown in a big way, right? So, they don't fault them for bringing out Kane because they had him. Um, or, you know what? Here's another thing or, they might do. What if they did champion versus champion, do, like, another Brock Lesnar versus Seth Rollins match? Ooh, that's, that's a good idea. idea. Yeah. Like just one off. Because then that could extend. Saudi. Ready? That could extend this Kane feud out longer. Because then you could have, say, you do. You're right. Seth versus Brock in Saudi. Then you could do, um, at Survivor Series, Brock versus either like a rematch with Kofi or Ray, some kind of. And then you could extend out. Maybe maybe Kane doesn't face him until like Royal Rumble. Hmm. Maybe. Yeah. Then I guess he could have like matches with some other people in between. Then kind of get his feet wet yeah because do you want to have his first match with brock or do you want to see how he is with other people first uh well all right so if if i'm booking him i want his first match to be with brock and i want him to squash him mm. like i want him to embarrass brock and make him look like a bitch so that then brock actually for the first time legitimately in a very long time is actually fighting from underneath if you want to bother even doing a rematch but then again mm, if i'm okay. booking it 
Kane just squashes Brock and then Brock gets fired because fucking. <laughs> oh, we did have someone get fired on SmackDown though. That's true. There was a firing. It's been a while. But uh, just real quick to finish up the Kane stuff, I think maybe do your booking, but really stretch it. Like, don't have Kane face him until Royal Rumble. And then, bam, Royal Rumble squashes Brock. Mm-hmm. And really build that up. Like, maybe have Kane uh, just come out on TV, not wrestle yet, like, just have hype up. Maybe have him get involved every once in a while with Brock, like, fuck up his shit, so to speak. And just keep building that up. Like, kind of, pull-apart brawls and stuff. Yeah. It was just, I think it would be really hard to stretch it to a rumble, but I think that's your optimal. Yeah, I think that's probably about the farthest you could stretch it without getting too ridiculous. Because if they tried to stretch this all the way to WrestleMania with them having not fought at all, yeah, that'd be that'd be pretty hard to do. Knowing um, WWE booking, though, they're going to have a match next week on SmackDown, so. Yeah, <laughs> just to try and boost the rating. Uh, but I, I don't know. I feel like... Hmm. There's a part of me that would almost say... I don't know, it's like between Survivor well, actually, and Royal Rumble because one of them would, I guess, need the boost in attraction. And I guess the thought is, it's like, is the Royal Rumble still popular enough on its own that it wouldn't need Kane versus Brock? Or do you think it'd be better to hold it then? Or does, like, Survivor Series need that match more? I think Survivor Series would need the match more. It's definitely not one of the big four it used to be. Yeah. But I was just going to throw in, we're not thinking about, we have the draft coming up. So are they going back to single-branded pay-per-views or not? Oh, don't. yeah. They so we might be able to stretch this feud out longer if... Well, Survivor Series would probably still be dual-branded. But whatever the December pay-per-view is, it might be only a Raw or SmackDown. Right. Actually, you know what? That might... That probably is going to be a good idea. If they're going to go back to having the proper brand split again, mm-hmm. I feel like it might not be a bad idea to do brands specific Because then it forces again. the brands to extend feuds, right? Right, then so then you're right, so that then it's like you actually can have like you know, every other month, right? You're having the pay per view, and you have the time to build to those matches instead of every month you've got to crank something out. Like, like for example, for tomorrow, tomorrow nights, night. <laughs> right? Like <laughs> Hell in a Cell, where like yeah, half of the card hasn't even been announced, so then clearly it hasn't even been built because even half of these matches on here, I don't even think have really been built for this pay per view. Like there's still feuds that are going on, but like none of them other than the Bray Wyatt. Rollins thing, which is definitely obviously geared for Hell in a Cell. Like, none of these feel like they're properly being built towards Hell in a Cell. Yeah, yeah the only Seth versus Bray is the only one I believe should be in a Cell match. Yeah. Or even, like, happening this Sunday at all. Like, yeah. it's Becky and Sasha, it's like, fuck, they just fought. And Bailey and Charlotte, fuck, they just fought. Like, yeah. <laughs> that was just a couple of weeks ago. So, so maybe, maybe what the only other one is maybe Dan O'Brien and Roman Reigns versus Rowan and Harper is the only one that kind of makes sense. Like, yeah, I guess. But then even then, it's like that story is so convoluted and stupid that it's and like it's been going on for so long. Yeah, like this is so absurd. Especially because like, all right, so here's my other line of thinking: is like, from Daniel Bryan's perspective, why are you going out of your way to involve yourself in this storyline and tag team with Roman Reigns? Because up until when you know, Eric Rowan had revealed that he was a liar and that he was the one who attacked Roman Reigns. Like, Daniel Bryan was still very, like, anti-Roman Reigns. He was still like, fuck this guy, I don't like him. So then... So do you... Do you think there's a possibility that Daniel, Daniel Bryan, Bryan even turns on Roman Reigns this Sunday? I don't, I don't even know anymore. Like, it's just... I don't even know where to start. Because, like, 
Up is down, left is right. I don't know. Yeah, like okay, because yeah, it's it's so difficult to even start. Because all right, this whole thing started. If I can track my brain back, mm-hmm. Daniel Bryan had lost the WWE title, started tagging with Eric Rowan, had the tag titles for a short period of time, lost those, then for some reason decided to go on a crusade against Roman Reigns. Because Roman Reigns was not involved with that, if I'm remembering. No. no. You're right. right. Like, so there was no real reason to start this, but he just, I guess, was angry at Roman Reigns for something. Then Eric Rowan decides to hatch a scheme, presumably with Luke Harper at this point. I'm assuming he was the guy uh, in the forklift. Mm-hmm. To attack Roman Reigns... I guess because Daniel Bryan would assumedly want that. But then it leads to a whole controversy of who attacked him. And then instead of Eric Rowan telling Daniel Bryan what happened, he decided to lie about it. For, I don't know why. (laughs) Um, And then we eventually find out the truth of what's happened. And that I guess Eric Rowan is, um, like, done with being under Daniel Bryan's boot heel. Even though mm-hmm. I would assume that the only reason he even did this in the first place was just to please him. So it seemed like he was pretty excited to be with him. Um, even, you know, getting his uh, secret cohort partner, Luke Harper, to, like, do stuff for him. And then, yeah, he just, um, I, I, that's where, I feel like that's where we're at now. I don't think the story's really advanced past that. It's just now that Eric Rowan has decided he's doing his own thing with Luke Harper. So now I guess Daniel Bryan would be theoretically upset that he is going on his own and they're still just attacking Roman Reigns for some reason. I guess is Roman now just upset that he lost to Rowan and Harper, so that's why he's involved in this feud is just to get revenge. Yep. yep. So I guess they're both just trying to get revenge on Eric Rowan because he tricked both of them by being secretly friends with Luke Harper and using that to his advantage. Is that the essence of this feud? Yep. yep. God, this is stupid. <laughs> I, yeah, that's my best shot at what this feud is and what the hell's going on. I, I don't know. Do you have any other words of wisdom to try and make sense of this? Nope. Nope. <laughs> Do you have any care in the world as to how this storyline ends? Nope. <laughs> or, like, the result of this match? <laughs> like, I kind of want there to be, like, just go all the way stupid with it and just have them all get knocked on the head and have amnesia and forget the storyline happened. <laughs> like, just, just wake up next week on SmackDown. Daniel Bryan is back to being Daniel Bryan. Roman Reigns, I guess, is woofing like the big dog he is. And, uh, I don't know, I guess the Bludgeon Brothers are just in the tag team division or something. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know where to go with any of this. Uh, what if, as they're having their we'll match, match tomorrow night, night one of the Kate, uh, the Hell in a Cell falls on them, and that's how they all get knocked out? <laughs> they all just get crushed by the cell? And <laughs> there's just a no contest? They'd rule it, they rule it, no contest, no story, we're sorry, here's your refund. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god.
yeah, because like that that one's definitely the most convoluted and stupid. But then we have other ones that are just kind of dragging at this point. Because I feel like with Bailey and Charlotte, and also um, Becky and Sasha, I'm getting kind of confused as to what they're trying to do with either of those storylines right now. Because I feel like is it is it we're just having Sasha come back as the heel. She's infecting Bailey with her heelness. And um, they're just trying to get the titles and hold on to the titles because I guess Sasha still doesn't have it and Bailey does. Yeah, I guess so. And, like, I just don't know with, like, the tag match. The tag match was really weird. Yeah. Because Because I I thought they were going to, like, I don't know, not have a final decision, like a submission? Or the match coming up tomorrow tomorrow, but i guess not so yeah you would think that you would want to preserve that a little bit um but i guess i don't know maybe the the idea for the storyline they're telling right now with charlotte and bailey right is that like charlotte clearly will beat bailey if it's a legitimate fight and then i guess bailey's afraid of that yeah i guess so since like last time she what is it like rolled up charlotte's head into the uh the turnbuckle i think got the quick pin and then ran away and then since then has she only been like in tag matches against her and things like that kind of like hiding behind sasha i guess yeah, yeah the, it's, it's not, not a direct, direct thing or something yeah so I, I guess that's the story they're trying to tell is just that it's like oh well charlotte's better and charlotte will win if the match is fair and bailey's starting to become a chicken shit about it and I guess this this is the part of the feud that's just like the proof, right? That like if Charlotte does get her hands on her, then it is over. Mm-hmm. So then I guess right by WWE booking, then Bailey has to win this Sunday because Charlotte got the visual pin on Bailey. Yeah, yeah that this will, this will be, be a good sign if they're, they're still doing the fifty fifty booking, booking, right? Yeah, that <laughs> that will definitely be because yeah, if if they're still doing their fifty fifty booking philosophy, then it's no doubt that Bailey will will beat Charlotte. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah it, this is a tough one um, but you know alright before we go back into Hell in a Cell because I don't yeah. I guess we'll have to figure out what we want to do as far as predictions and whatnot let's let's talk more about I mean, AEW Dynamite because I thought that was a pretty yeah. solid debut and also NXT yeah, so, Counter 2 was pretty good too but yeah, yeah so out, out of those two because that was the real war right was yeah. NXT and AEW right uh, which, which one, one did you, you like better, better? I think I think I probably liked AEW a little bit better, but I think part of it was just because it was very new, so mm-hmm. it was very exciting to kind of just like see what they're gonna do with a lot of things. Um, I think the I other... think there's okay. There's been a lot of back and forth about these two shows, and I gotta say, I think what it was is AEW just put on their show, and NXT threw everything against the wall. Yeah, yeah, they really that's how I see the wall. Like, like you, you had, had you started the show off with an NXT title match, match. Mm-hmm. so <laughs> that's not normal. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely not. And that was weird too, because did they change that pretty close to last minute? Because I thought before it was supposed to be non-title. No, no that's, that's um uh, uh, the match that uh Matt Riddle won before was to get a title, title match. match. Oh, right, right, right. Was it the fatal? Okay. Four way or something like that, um, something like that. Or was that just him beating Killian Dane? Oh yeah, I think oh, yeah, it was just him and Killian Dane. You're right. right yeah. yeah. 
one of those. So, so that might have been last minute. At that point of, of let's make this match a number one contenders to give a title match at the WWE in USA. But yeah, the the USA match was always planned to be a title match. The other thing, I would say definitely in favor of AEW over NXT specifically, and not just because it was new, was the fact that I felt like every single match on the AEW show, they gave the, a proper amount of time for it. With maybe mm-hmm. the only exception, maybe being the MJF and um, Stephen Cutler match. Have, have you, you heard, though? I heard uh, Cutler might have gotten injured. So I think that's might have been uh, why that one got cut short. Maybe. Let me... Could be. I'll do some googling while we're talking, but even then, I really don't think that was that big of a. Because I, I think that having an occasional squash is fine too, especially for somebody who clearly you do want to build up like MJF. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think it was the worst thing in the world. I just felt like you know, compared to every other match on that show, like there were no other squash matches, so it was kind of just like, oh, that's weird. They would yeah. do a squash match. It's not like that was squash match three or four, right? Like, right, exactly. It, you know, it's not that bad, um, but. Just comparatively, then I remember like on NXT, like they had a couple of different matches that were all very short, like that. And to mm-hmm. me, I don't know. I feel like if you're gonna have a squash match, I feel like I really appreciate no more than one. <laughs> or, like, or unless there's a very concerted effort of like you have two people who are doing mirror squash matches, so then it's like, all right, we're gonna build up to those two guys fighting. Like, because it, I feel like if you're just doing too many squashes on a show, then it's just really lazy and unentertaining. For me. And especially for, for your debut, debut episode, episode right? right? Yeah, especially for like a debut episode. Um, yeah. And honestly, I too, I feel like when you do too many squashes, it just makes the squash not mean anything. Right? Like if, if yeah. comparatively all these other matches are very competitive, longer contests, and then all of a sudden one of them is over in the flash of an eye, that makes that match stand out even more. And then actually do what you want it to do, which is really kind of shock the audience and be like, wow, holy shit, this guy just cleaned the floor with this other dude. Mm-hmm. instead of just the perceiving of like oh okay well this guy sucks and this guy is really good so obviously he just lost yeah, yeah. Uh, not finding anything on a Cutler injury that might have just been a rumor I saw but still uh, it's okay to have one squash match yeah that was just a, if I were going to point out like one weak link on the show it would probably have been that but even then it's not that big of a weak link because yeah, I felt like a lot of the other stuff was pretty solid like especially like the pack and page match i thought was really good uh like six man tag at the end was pretty solid like you know kenny and the bucks know what they're doing for those six man tags yeah Yeah, and i I liked the the, uh moxie returning returning to take out kenny Kenny. Mm -hmm. yep um and also just i love the end of it was a really really well built up of like well goldust came out to help cody who came out because sammy Guevara and Jericho attacked him earlier and so like yeah oh that totally reminds me that one of the other this is a very small point um but going back to actually the first match on the show because uh, with Cody and Sammy I thought that yeah. was a pretty solid match overall I liked almost all but the only thing that I absolutely hated and I couldn't mm-hmm. believe they did this was that at the end Cody was about to go and shake Sammy's hand it was like <laughs> This dude intentionally pulled Brandy in front of himself to get hit yeah. by, like, you don't shake this motherfucker's hand after the match, dude. Like, did you forget? <laughs> that happened literally just a minute ago. Like, I guess they're, they're going, going with, with like, like, fuck me. She was okay in the end, and he's the upstanding baby face, but... No, he's an idiot. Like, don't, like, that's the kind of continuity drop 
that is going to drive me up a fucking wall. That's WWE sort of shit. And they need to do not you do think, that. I think that'll, that'll get better, better over time. Like, I it think was so their too. first I, I think that was probably so. just they fucked it up. Yeah. yeah. Like, he just... Um, there, there was a couple... They had a couple little things here and there that you were just like, uh uh-huh. Like, like, I questioned Cody getting attacked after his match. Mm-hmm. Where was, where was Dustin then? Yeah. Right. Like, yeah, like, why did Dustin only come out later? Yeah. I guess this attack looks serious enough for me to help. Uh, the other thing was, is people questioned, apparently, Tony Khan has said in interviews he absolutely hates the, um, hidden camera in the locker room. Uh, strategy by WWE mm-hmm. of just like when the heels or something are talking about like something they did in the locker room like well why don't they know the cameras there and that they're being recorded yeah but then they did a similar shot with Jericho and LAX so then it was like oh if you hate it so much why were you doing it so that kind of stuff I think will get fixed yeah 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 we'll see how that gets fixed over time because yeah I, I really don't like that shit either or he's I don't like the double standard of, like, so within the WWE context again. I hate that it exists, and then, like, constantly wrestlers will sometimes mention other backstage promos that have happened, like, as if they've seen them. But then there are all sorts Mm -hmm. of times where they just won't mention them and act as if, like, they couldn't have seen them when it's like, you live in the real world, idiot. You can watch TV. Like, you know that you're on a TV show program where things happen. (laughs) Like, why don't you know about this? Especially when then you reference knowing other things that you, it, the same frame of reference you shouldn't know. So I, I don't, I want them to not do it because yeah, it leads to so many weird continuity problems. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, hopefully they'll just grow out of that phase and move on. But yeah, I thought it was pretty um, solid. But in terms of ratings, though, though mm-hmm. did, did you have you heard of the ratings yet? Or I only looked very briefly. Um, but. If what I was seeing was correct, AEW did pretty well, yeah? One by a long shot. Yeah. So, AEW had something like around 1.4 million, and NXT ended up around 800,000. Which was, because uh, they had a million before when it was just them. Not against yes. AEW, right? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Let me, that is I'll, interesting. I'm trying to pull up the exact numbers right now. Man, it was so funny, too. I... <laughs> Just talking about ratings, I had seen something with Punk very recently. Uh, you know, he was talking about a recent interview, and he was talking about back when he was on top, and how they were you know giving him all this shit when he was drawing three point eights, and he was like, "Man, they'd fucking kill to have three point eights right now." <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, yeah, Dynamite averaged a point six eight rating uh, in adults eighteen to forty nine and one point four million viewers over two hours. Compared to a 0.32 rating and 891,000 viewers for NXT. Yeah. Yeah, that's... that's yeah, so really even NXT's top rating of their debut was like 1.14 or something like that million. Mm-hmm. So even AEW's this week topped even that. Yeah, that's... I mean, it's, it's still very early to tell. Obviously, we only have one week of numbers to look at side exactly. to side. I feel like... What that's showing, right, is that there's a clear interest and favoritism towards AEW comparatively, right? Which, Which makes sense. It's the new product. product. NXT yeah. is newer to the, the general public, public, but is still a WWE product. But I, I still think it's very interesting, too, that, like, they were able to get so much of an audience that basically ended up doubling NXT's audience, while NXT, even though they still took a dip compared to when they weren't going up against AEW, 
they still held on to like majority of their audience because going down oh, yeah, one point like one to everything. eight, yeah, that's that's like at least like seventy five percent of your audience still basically you have. Mm-hmm. So and it, that's yeah, gotta only, be if we were gonna say like you... if we'd pretend that like exactly three hundred more thousand of those people all just transferred over to AEW, then where's that other million people coming from? Mm-hmm. Like people who are just watching AEW were not interested in NXT. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I think, think this is due to TNT, TNT advertised the shit out of AEW. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, like for Aaron and I were watching, they had um TNT had on like the Batman movies, like the original like um one with Michael Keaton and stuff like that on. Mm-hmm. And the commercial breaks were like they were like welcome to TNT. Uh, what is it? Villain weekends. Uh, and then they would do these cartoons. They showed like cartoon versions of like Awesome Kong and Moxley and Cody and stuff. And like we're advertising Dynamite coming up on Wednesday. Meanwhile, over in WWE side, like I didn't watch USA as much, so I don't know what their commercials like for NXT. But I have a feeling WWE's focus was on SmackDown on Friday and not NXT on Wednesday. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, far more focused on the Fox debut. Which, Which makes sense. sense. Like, like in, in terms, terms of the, WWE's perspective, right? Like, you, you've, you've got to make Fox look good. good. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, like, yeah, there's no two ways about it. You absolutely focus on that Fox debut for SmackDown. Because SmackDown's the bigger brand over NXT, and Fox is the bigger network over USA. Which, and, and, yeah, and same thing. Th- like, um, Fox has, has put, put a whole, whole bunch into SmackDown. SmackDown. Like, like uh, every football uh, game you watch, they're they're mentioning the superstars, like, one, one guy, guy screwed, screwed up Rey Mysterio's name, but, like, that excluded, like, um, you, I had even, like, f- even on college football, so, like, I watch Ohio State, right, and, like, during the game, they were like, man, he's going as wild as, uh, oh, fuck, I'm blanking on his name. Oh, shit. Jim Hellwig. Jim Hellwig? Hellwig, uh, it's the real name of, uh... Oh, oh Jesus fucking Christ! Christ. Ultimate, Ultimate Warrior. warrior. <laughs> <laughs> like he was gonna, like they mentioned that on the they're like, oh yeah, he went as wild as Ultimate Warrior. Like, huh? Okay. So they're just like sprinkling more WWE and wrestling references in there. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. When you've got millions of people watching network already, that kind of advertising is clutch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, advertising is king. So yeah, that's. And it'll be interesting. So at this point, do you think that because of them moving over to Fox and whatnot, would SmackDown, especially with Brock and Kane now being on there, is SmackDown the A brand? Oh, oh absolutely. absolutely. Look at the, the announcer switch. switch. That, that alone told you. you. Mm-hmm. They, they put Michael Cole, Corey Graves, Graves um, and, and Renee, Renee as the correspondent on that show. show. Your three big experienced people. people. Granted, they, they brought, brought back Jerry the King Lawler for Raw, Raw. <clears throat> Mm-hmm. but you're, you're bringing back, back a guy who's been out of it for how many years or months now, now like and, and putting, putting on vic joseph and uh dio uh, i can't remember his last name yeah dio madden um, new guy yeah dio madden uh from 205 live like that's a huge jump so to me that's saying like okay we're we're putting all our resources into fox raw is going to be fine because Raw's that mainstay um so we'll allow them to like kind of gear up and get used to stuff on raw but we're focusing and throwing all of our resources onto smackdown Mm -hmm. and i'm wondering too because like with with fox having a bigger hand on 
what's going on in SmackDown and whatnot. Do you think that that's going to mean more changes for SmackDown as a show to help differentiate it more from Raw? Like, just yeah, like yes. presenting pro wrestling in like a different style and stuff. I, I, I think so. I think you're going to see if something doesn't work, I think you're going to see a faster switch on Fox than you are on SmackDown. Yeah, I think I think so. And that that'll be really interesting to see that dynamic, right, between how much money uh how much money Fox is pumping into it and then their increasing control versus Vince's control. Yeah. I mean, you already saw it with the sets, right? SmackDown looked different than Raw this week finally. Yeah, I think they got a new set. Um I think their logo changed a little bit. I think they even changed their music. Yeah, yeah they have ACDC now. Yeah. SmackDown. <laughs> there you go. That's, like, like, that's money at work. I was going to say, say, that alone. <laughs> yeah, when you're getting paid, what is it? A billion dollars a year or something like that? That is, yeah. Yeah, it's a lot. Like, you, it's, you, it is you, in the You can afford ACDC. <laughs> It'll be interesting to see then uh, what the SmackDown rating will be, to see whether they uh, made a boost up or if over time they'll start climbing up on Fox. We might have to wait until next week. I don't know when rating. I don't know if it, I think it, I think ratings are like banks when they're not open on the weekends. <laughs> not open on the weekends. <laughs> yeah, so we'll have to wait a little bit on that information for y'all. But uh, I mean, I would assume that it's probably definitely some sort of bump between having i guess brock back there which i assume moves the needle a little bit i probably more importantly kane velasquez debuting yeah i feel like that'll probably be a bump up from before and just being on a new network right with so many more viewers yeah 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 well it'll it'll, i'm sure it'll put dynamite to shame at least for now well Well, yeah yeah, because because when you have have that many like like, you you can't compare fox and tnt Fox, you can still get over, like, an antenna. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Damn, that is so crazy. You can still get it off an antenna. I think you still need that. Remember, you had to, if you were doing antenna TV, you had to do the converter. Oh. <laughs> to get, like, the digital channels or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. So, to finish out our discussion of this week's whole bunch of shows, what was your favorite match this week? Um, you know what? I'm, I'm going to go with Page and Pack. I liked it. I I, I, I have to go, go with the the, uh, the, the rival, rival on that one. I thought, I thought uh, Cole and Riddle had an amazing match. Mm, okay. Yeah, Riddle and Cole. That is, but I, that's another solid and then, one. But I, I, I'll give you that. Like, I, I would pick Pac and Page, but since you picked it, I had to go to the other ones. Okay, fair enough. I mean, it's 1A and 1B for this week. Yeah, yeah. I would agree. Yeah, especially all four of those guys are really good. Especially, I mean, Paige is probably the weak link of the four, but mm-hmm. I love the way they're presenting Pac on AEW. I think that... Oh, did you hear... hear sorry, sorry to interrupt uh, no, you, but because you're talking about this match. Did you hear the um, drama, I guess, behind the scenes of that match? There's drama? Yeah, Earl Hebner fucked up. Apparently the ending was supposed to be the low blow. Oh... Okay. Yeah. So, so like, they're, they're now spinning it into like a new angle of like Paige saying how he got screwed over and stuff like that. So, hmm. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, because like with how dominant that win was, like my thought was like, holy shit! Like, who other than Pac is gonna be challenging for this title next? 
Like, yeah, yeah. he has to get a title really, at this point. Like, he just made Kenny Omega and Paige, yeah, Paige, the guy who just competed for the title, go to sleep. Yeah. Yep. So you get that man title shot. But then my brain was like, are they already ready to do heel versus heel? Because <laughs> if they are, then I am super down in game. Like, I love babyface versus babyface and heel versus heel dynamics. I think they're super interesting. I think they'll. I think, they'll, I think they're ready, ready too, too, but I think, I think they, they were, were aiming for uh, Paige starting to climb his way back up. But because of the screw up, I'm I'm interested yeah. to see where they go yeah. now. Yeah, now you mentioned that. I assume they'll probably continue with Pac and Paige because it'll be like a you know you low blowed me, so yeah. yeah, I need to get my revenge. And speaking of Earl Hebner, damn packages. I'm I'm just so impressed by. It. I thought he looked so good. Oh, oh he, he did. did. I, think I think it ended up kind of working out. Yeah, it actually worked out in his favor. Yeah. Um, um, speaking of Earl Hebner, his son is apparently a referee on the new any NWA show. Oh, okay. Oh, wait, wait. Is the actual NWA show started, or is it still like? It's going to come out this week on YouTube and Facebook. Oh shit! I am not kidding. Um, NWA. Ooh, do they have a name for it? Yeah. NWA Super Google. Show. Google. <laughs> <laughs> the rap group comes up when you just Google NWA. Power. Power. That's, That's what it's called. called. With, With three, three R's. R's. Are you serious? Yeah. yeah. Power. <laughs> but when in the logo, it actually kind of looks cool. In the logo, it's the three R's like kind of right behind each other, like shadowing almost. So it's not just... Okay. Listed, Listed all out. So it's not just like, like a really hard. long set of W's. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, does somebody fall asleep on the keyboard for a second? <laughs> Power. Power. Uh, okay. Power. <laughs> yeah. All right. NDO, NWA Power. Yep. yep. And, and we've got, got um, Jim Cornette, at least on commentary. I forget who he was. That'll be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Jim Cornette on commentary. You know what would be even more interesting? If he's actually just completely by himself. He doesn't even have a commentary partner. <laughs> Dude, he'd be so fucking entertaining. <laughs> like, he, he does the play-by-play and the color commentary. <laughs> just his split personality. Yeah, he just flips back. He's, like, arguing with himself. I gotta let you know when I finish listening to it, but he did. he's reviewing the Wednesday Night Wars now of AEW versus NXT. And he said at the beginning, I haven't... He hasn't gone into, like, what happened during the night yet. He's talking about his experience at NWA right now. But, uh, I bet his review he said he has good things. Just, I hate this shit. I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> um, he said he has good and bad things to say, so I'm interested to see. Okay. Yeah, because, yeah, I would assume that he would just hate everything that AEW ever does. And then be like, alright, NXT's not bad. <laughs> Well, well he, he does, does he does, does love Cody. Cody. It's basically and his reviews of AEW <laughs> so far have always just been like Cody and Dustin are great. Wasn't a big fan of this. <laughs> but fuck the rest of them. <laughs> yeah. I what did you think of actually before we go on to cuz like what did you think of Cody and cuz that was the very first match of AEW on TV was the Cody versus Sammy. I I loved it. I thought it was a really well-told match. Except for the handshake attempt at the end. Yeah. Like yeah. Yeah, other than that, but yeah, I, I feel like Cody has really grown a lot last couple of years. Like he was, he was pretty good before, obviously in WWE. Yeah. I don't think he got his fair shake, 
but I feel like since he left, he's improved quite a lot. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, what what do you think of him as a pro wrestler at this point? I think, I think he's, he's really, really solid. solid. Like, like, he he, he would, would do well. well. He's, he's definitely like. like from another generation, so to speak. Like, like I, I feel like he like, could go over to, like, an NWA and wrestle, and wrestle a really good match there. there. Yeah. And fit in there. Mm-hmm. Um, but then he also fits in well with this, like, AEW crowd. So that's what I like him. He's, he's versatile in that sense. But he's still... He's versatile, but... It's really hard to explain. He's versatile, but he, he stays true to his roots. You know, it, it's kind of weird. The way you talk about him, it's almost the kind of, like, really weird way that you have to try to explain okada to people yeah sometimes in that like okada is really versatile and he can have a a really good match with a lot of different type of people but there's always a very certain distinct feel like he has a certain way that he does it yes and yeah cody's kind of (laughs) that's exactly what i'm trying to say (laughs) like i don't even know if i want to say the statement that cody is as good as okada because i don't know if that's quite true but there is kind of similar energy give him some time time with AEW, and i think i think think he he hasn't had the stage stage yet. yet to say that he's as good as Okada. Yeah. But I don't, like, I don't, I mean, it might be blasphemous to say, but, like, I don't think that it's that far-fetched to say. Like, no, no, oh, no, not not at all. all. I'm I'm not saying it's, like, like, yeah. I'm not saying you would be completely wrong, wrong, but I'm saying, like, Okada now, like, has been been made eventing a huge promotion for a very long time. Yeah. Whereas Cody hasn't had that opportunity yet. And it's about true. So, mm-hmm. once he he has a couple of five star matches like him and Dustin stuff under his belt, then yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the other the other thing that's really interesting just about Cody as a person in the wrestling industry that he brings, obviously, other than being who he is, and that has you know helped him in a lot of ways. Um, but also just like I think the level of businessman and promoter that he is, like he understands the business of it a lot more. That I think oh, a lot of guys yeah. do. And that's clearly helped him in you know, putting together AEW. And even before that, the, the shows that they did before it became a full promotion. Like, yeah, he's he's got a lot of things in his corner. Yeah. yeah. And now he's an EVP. And, like, and like he's, he's the one, one if you notice, he's, he's the one, one that does, like, the conference, conference calls and stuff for mm-hmm. AEW. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like he's, he talks re- he's, he's really, really good at that, that by the way. I listened to his conference call before the Dynamite premiere. He's really good at talking to the press. Oh yeah, he's he's extremely eloquent. Like, yeah, he's he's very well spoken. Yeah, that makes it's actually really interesting. The team that they have, as far as the like the elite, I'm gonna you know just refer to them again as yeah. They actually have a really good set of very diverse strengths because like Cody is that kind of like front businessman kind of guy who you can put out there in the suit and will be able to talk about that kind of a deal in a very formal setting. The mm-hmm. Young Bucks are the merchandising geniuses. Because yes. those two motherfuckers have made so much goddamn money <laughs> off of, like, t-shirts and other shit like that. It is absolutely absurd. And then Kenny Omega is the actual wrestling genius. Mm-hmm. Who knows how to put on the best matches and tell the best stories and things like that. So it's like you combine all those intelligences into, like, one unit. And, like, that is a lot of wrestling genius. Yeah. Yeah. And, and uh, uh, I think Kenny, Kenny could also. Kenny's, Kenny's like low key, really, really good at going out and doing interviews and stuff like that. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's he's definitely charismatic enough to handle that sort of thing too. But I feel like his his true yeah. nature is that he's that much of like the weirdo artist, right? That like he would. Oh, oh yeah, 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 he would always prefer to do his art rather than get paid. But like, it's nice to get paid for it too. <laughs> Whereas, like, yeah. I feel like Cody and the Bucks, like, if if there was no money in it, they'd be like, well, "Fuck this shit!" Like, <laughs> I'm not doing this. But yeah, I feel like Omega is that guy that's like, this is his fucking life. Like, this isn't just the thing that he does for money and that he's really good at. Like, this is his fucking life. Mm-hmm. And so I just feel like that level of passion brings something different to it, the table. And why I and definitely, like, yeah. while I feel like that, you know, Kenny is good, or sorry, Cody is good, and the Bucks are good and whatnot. Like, they, I, in my brain, I don't think they're ever gonna hold a candle to Kenny as far as like putting on a match. Because like, even even in my opinion. Even I think when Cody's at his best, to me, I can still see that little bit of him performing. Whereas with Kenny, when he's at his very best, he like in my brain, it's like he's almost transcending performing. Like he's just fighting the guy. Mm-hmm. And that's, in my very personal opinion, that's pro wrestling at its best, is when it just feels like two guys actually just fighting. But then miraculously, somehow it's not. <laughs> And everybody's okay at the end of the day. And they don't have to drink out of straws. <laughs> that, to me, is the, the beauty and the miracle of pro wrestling. Is that you can have all the, mm-hmm. the, the dirty love of violence, but then none of the icky consequences. <laughs> but, anyway, I'll stop waxing poetic on my philosophies on pro wrestling. Uh, <laughs> Was there anything else you wanted to talk about before we try and uh, predict what the hell is going to happen this Sunday at Hell in a Cell? No, I think we went through everything. Okay. Uh, All right, so should we go through the matches that we know are happening first, I suppose? And then maybe try to do some guesswork? Sure. Sure. (laughs) All right, well, you're the champion, so you start it off. Okay, Okay, I'm going to go with... um, Yeah, it's a hard choice, isn't it? <laughs> Actually, these are probably the four hardest matches to pick. Um, I think I'm gonna, you know I'm gonna go with Daniel Bryan, Roman Reigns over Rowan and Harper. Okay. Yep. Daniel Bryan and Roman. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably the easiest of the four. Unless this is all supposed to have been part of a uh, a long con, and the and Daniel Bryan and the Bludgeon Brothers have been working together. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God! If this is how this storyline goes, I don't even know what I'm gonna do anymore. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like the, the Daniel Bryan's gonna turn on Rob, and I'm just gonna get a text from Newman like, I give up, I quit, I, I give up. I'll just send you a text of me canceling the network. <laughs> <laughs> send a short video click um, <laughs> yeah we've already talked that match to death I don't even know what else to say about it because that storyline is so bad um, okay what's next um, uh, I'll go with I assume this will be the main event the universal title match Yeah. yeah. I, I think they're keeping it on Rollins I don't think they're going to put it on Wyatt yet I but, but I feel, feel like, like it's gonna, gonna kill Bray if he loses. It's, it's gotta, gotta be some, some type, type of like crazy finish then, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Well, maybe they could. But then, like, 
What? They're almost going to just give Bray Wyatt the title? I mean, I they, mean, they built, built up this Fiend character, character for so long. That's, That's the, problem. the problem. Well, they had. it's true. They had been building up the Fiend. And... Oh, shit, I'm trying to remember. With Hell in a Cell, yeah, you have to pin so there's no escape to win. Yeah, kind yeah. of stipulation. Because, yeah, like, if it was just regular cage match rules, then, like, the way they've been building it, it's like, oh, okay, Rollins could definitely just escape and win. Yeah. yeah. But... Yeah, I just... I just, I don't feel like they're putting the title on Bray. Because I just... Because they, they never have in the past. <laughs> well, they did the one time. And then they did the uh, the Randy Wharton uh, sperm snake at WrestleMania to <laughs> defeat him. <laughs> like, yeah, so they just didn't give a shit. Uh, I don't know. I just... That's just not the character they're going to put the title on. They're just not going to do it. Or at least not yet. Like, I think they want to wait. And... I don't know. I don't even know what they do next. <laughs> oh, I want. I, I think my biggest, the, honestly, my biggest confusion when it comes to WWE and what they're doing next. Well, one of my biggest confusions, other than their insane booking, is the fact that I don't know what brand people are on. Like I have yeah, no yeah, idea what brand people are supposed to be on, and then we, I, we like, won't this know is supposed to matter very soon, Friday. right? Next week. Yeah, so yeah it, it starts on SmackDown. SmackDown. Yeah. So I feel like that will help clear up some things because, like, I look at these titles and I'm not sure who the who is supposed to be challenging for them, and things like, or who like who would theoretically even be in line next? Because like either way, coming out of this pay per view, if Rollins retains, who's challenging for him next? I have no idea. Like, if Bray wins, who challenges him? I have no fucking idea. Like, I feel like they haven't been building anybody in any respect. Like. I don't know. What would your guess be like for either one? If Rollins retains or if Wyatt wins, like who challenges next for the Universal Title? Braun. But now he's starting some shit with that boxer guy. Yeah, yeah I don't know. So I, I have, I don't know. I'll just, I'll just say Rollins, I guess, because I feel like they have more options with Rollins. Wyatt's too weird of a character. They have to like build something around, and they haven't even really bothered to build up this match that much. So. I think they're just going to get lazy. Mm-hmm. And it's like, whatever. Probably. Just leave it on Rollins. Who cares? <laughs> uh, so we got the women's matches, and then we're not sure. <laughs> so which one are you going to take for predictions? Uh, Raw or SmackDown? Women's um, because... Oh, you know what? I think WWE is sticking with the 50-50 booking. So I think Bailey retains over Charlotte on Sunday. Okay, Little Miss Bailey. So, Little Miss Bailey. So, do you think they go for another like fuck finish like last time, or do you think she like actually straight up properly like cheats and disqualifies herself or something this time? Not, Not sure. Because sure. that's that's a, probably a little, a little more, more towards, towards the, the um, um, or maybe Sasha comes out this time. Maybe. maybe maybe she finally gets they start like doing stuff more together that could be because like uh, yeah i'm trying to think of like how does bailey get out of this because there's no way that bailey wins clean like the way they're building this feud i think yeah yeah so yeah i guess she could either get herself disqualified intentionally which i'm trying to remember if that's been built into the story at all like if she's been trying to do that stuff or not or or maybe sasha comes down and saves her yeah 
I feel like that's the only way that Bailey gets out of this. Because they already did. I feel like the they Flash probably... out of nowhere. They need, they need to, to do more, more with Bailey and Sasha, like, together. together. Yeah, I, like, I really want to see more of this. Like, I want Bailey and Sasha to talk a little bit more and just, like, help me explain more of where the heel turn is coming from Bailey. And I'm, I also, I feel like I just want to hear more from her and what her thoughts are on Sasha at this point to know whether I'm actually supposed to think of Bailey as a heel or if she's just the naive friend who has a friend who's a heel but just doesn't think of her as a, a heel or something. Yeah. yeah. Like, because I really don't even know where she stands. And that feels even weirder. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, okay, so then Becky and Sasha, because I feel like a lot of these matches are very interconnected, right? Because of the Bailey and Sasha storyline. And Hell in a Cell. And Becky kind of won last time. She at least retained. I don't know. I think... I think Sasha has to win. Because otherwise, unless they have somebody else set up, then otherwise the story's just over. Because if, if Becky then also beats Sasha at Hell in a Cell, then, like, I don't know how you get another rematch. Right? But then again, yeah, yeah. it's WWE, so I guess they just... They throw logic out the window and then... Because this would be the progression of their feud, right? They have a regular match, then Hell in a Cell, and then a regular match again. Instead of just ending with Hell in a Cell? Yeah. yeah. Don't, know. Don't know. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go Sasha. I think I, I feel like I remember I picked her last time and it didn't work out for me. <laughs> But yeah, I feel like just Becky's got to do something different at this point now, right? Like she's just had the title and done the man stuff. Like, yeah, maybe taking the title off her would allow for. Yeah, because the other thing that I was, you know, really thinking might be a good saving grace for her, or a good feud, is if Shayna Baszler came up and feuded with Becky. I think that could be a really good idea. But now with NXT going live and whatnot, and Shayna still being the champion, like I think they need Shayna down there. Yeah, yeah I don't think we're gonna see many NXT call-offs. Yeah, so that really just kind of, like, screws up their whole system. So then, yeah, I, I feel like... Because Becky really just unfortunately doesn't have very many good challenges right now. You know, the women's division has not built up a lot of quality contenders. So I think Sasha has to win. By hook or by crook. Yeah. Because yeah. then, because like, if Becky beats Sasha, then I don't even know who the fuck she even challenges next. Like... Like, I know they've been kind of building up Lacey Evans in this uh, little feud with Natalia where she just keeps squashing her for no reason. But uh, I don't want to go back to Lacey Evans again. <laughs> that Please, match, God, no. Yeah, that match is bad the first and second time. So, I mean, or, or Becky, Becky wins, wins and then with the draft, with the draft a, new a new challenger pops up. up. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, because, like, fuck it. As much as I'm confused about which women or which men are on which brand, I don't know what women are which brand either. <laughs> Maybe Carmella comes out. Does she still have the 24-7 title? Uh, I believe, believe so. There you go. Could do title versus title. 24-7 title versus the Raw title or something. I don't know. <laughs> One ugly belt for another. All right, let's see. Should we try and predict any more of these matches? <clears throat> so what you predicted the last one right uh yeah. i'm gonna go with we see some type of nakamura defense of the ic title 
Who's he feuding with right now? Uh, Mustafa Ali, I think. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. So should we assume like, all right, maybe there will be a Nakamura versus Ali match. Yeah. yeah. And I'm gonna say Nakamura retains. I agree. I feel like it would be rather silly to just have an unannounced match and then just Nakamura just loses the Intercontinental title. <laughs> Can you imagine that level of disrespect? Like, they've already just crapped on him so bad in the times they've had him. But, like, you're just going to come onto a pay-per-view unannounced and just lose your title. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I would not blame him if he just quit on the spot for something like that. <laughs> That's bad. Um, let's see, yeah, I think if we're going to apply some of the logic that, like, whatever titles were not defended this week will probably be defended on the pay-per-view, then I would think that probably also the SmackDown tag team titles might get defended on this show. Because they did the Raw tag titles on Raw, obviously. Or maybe not, yeah. obviously, because they fucking switched things around so much that, like, they might as well have just defended <laughs> them on SmackDown. Who cares? Like... <laughs> Uh, okay, so the Re- Revival have the titles right now. Right? Yeah. I gotta, ch- I gotta check my fucking notes. Yes, okay, yes. The Revival do have the SmackDown tag titles. Uh, and do they keep it or do they drop it to somebody? I'll say they keep them. Like... Maybe New Day re-challenges, but they're too sad from Kofi uh, losing the title, so they, they can't get it together. Or or maybe they, like, rally, and they, like, fuck up the revival. No. This will just I be mean, anything is possible, because we have no idea what the fuck's going to happen on this card. Yeah, it's like, yeah I, I guess I'll just assume that New Day challenges them and loses or something, because... Because fuck it, why not? Like, they gotta fill the time somehow. Or, you know what? Are they gonna pull a really crazy move? And this is actually just gonna be a four-match show. And just every match is like an hour long. <laughs> like, every single match is secretly an Iron Man match. <laughs> it's really hell in a cell. Everybody's in hell. <laughs> Uh, let's see. All right. Do we want to predict? Is there anything else you think there might be on the show, or or should we call it there? Uh, the only other thing, thing I can think of is like a Rusev Bobby Lashley match. Oh yeah, like Rusev and Lashley. Yeah, they could do that. Or um, or maybe cruiserweight match. Did they? Oh, did uh, did Leo Rush have his match against Drew Gulak yet? I'm not, not sure. Because sure. if they didn't do that, then I would assume maybe they'll do that, like on the pre-show or something. And that's that's another good call, Rusev versus Lashley. I, that that very well could be on there. Are you looking up a uh, cruiserweight? Yeah. Because if I remember, I think didn't they they canceled two hundred five live for this week? I think. No, no, it's on Friday. Friday. Oh, it's on Friday? Yeah, they yeah they, or at least they taped it after Smackdown, Smackdown on Friday. Okay. Yeah, 205 yeah, Live still lives. 205 Live still lives. And do we know, did they do... Oh, no, 
oh no hold on because they, they just changed i believe the nxt it's now the nxt cruiserweight championship and it will be defended this coming friday or this coming wednesday on nxt okay so the cruiserweight title is on nxt yes okay so we will not predict that so yeah i guess maybe just rusev versus lashley would be the only other one i would think yeah yeah Yep. All right. You want to throw down a prediction for that? Uh, I'll say Lashley wins because he just returned. returned. Yeah. Wouldn't that Wouldn't that be embarrassing? In this storyline of like the whole idea, right, is that Lashley is like uh, cucking Rusev and then he just loses to Rusev. <laughs> yeah, I feel like this one's gonna be pretty obvious, right? Like Lana comes out, distracts Rusev, Rusev loses. Lashley wins, and then Lashley keeps uh kissing on. Lana. Yep. Yep. Because, uh, I, like, my thought when I saw that thing, that whole <laughs> angle was just like, I don't think they have any storyline planned. This is just like the Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns thing, but all they wanted to do was just try and pop a rating by having, like, a controversial image of, like, hey, here's this, you know, cute young white girl, and here's this big black guy. I know a lot of you people watch porn. Doesn't this look like a porn? <laughs> <laughs> look they're gonna kiss in front of poor little rusev and cuck him out like this just feels like they're just trying to do something really like attention grabbing oh, oh yeah, yeah just absolutely. to try and get people interested and uh actually it, to an extent i feel like i remember it's working because on the because uh, i saw it on the youtube clip because i didn't bother watching this whole show <laughs> are you kidding me and that youtube clip had a lot of views compared to the other clips on smackdown huh huh or Raw. Yeah, Raw. Because it happened on Raw. And then he took her in the back and did her Raw. Yayo! <laughs> uh, that's the joke they wanted me to make, right? Because <laughs> this is a show for kids, right? <laughs> yep. Oh, boy. Well, did you hear so? AEW won in the 18 to what is it, 45 age range or something like that. Mm hmm. But the NXT, NXT won in the 50 plus, plus. <laughs> yeah that makes sense well cause I feel like yeah those older people are like there's a higher percentage than it's like I'm not gonna watch a show with a transgender wrestler what the hell <laughs> like what is all this gay shit that guy Kenny Omega too gay for my liking <laughs> yeah yeah uh, I guess that's about it, right? Yeah, I yeah, I think that's it for this week. week. Yeah, we're all as cucked out as Rusev at this point. <laughs> we'll, go we'll go over, over all of next, next week's matches, matches and, and review, review Hell in a Cell next week. week. Yeah, talk about Hell in a Cell. And, uh, oh, and we'll get to do previews for uh, King of Pro Wrestling next week, which is ah. a fully announced card, Joe, and a really good card. It has more than, than two, four, four matches, matches on it? Yeah, I think it's got like eight, ten-ish, somewhere around there. A lot of big matches. Crazy. Crazy. So, if y'all thought this week was boring, get ready for next week, because then it'll be exciting. Because then we're talking about shit that I'm actually excited for. <laughs> and want to watch. Instead of hate watch. 
Uh, but yeah, I think that's pretty much going to do it for me this week. Anything else you wanted to throw out before we sign off, Joe? Nope, no, that's it for me. All right. Thanks for listening, people. We'll be back next week with more stuff. We'll talk about what happened to Hell in a Cell. We'll talk about what's going to be happening at King of Pro Wrestling. And whatever the hell else comes up. Whatever else is going on in the Wednesday Night Wars between AEW and NXT. So until then, peace. Have a great week. Have a great week.